and welcome back to the Habs Puck Drop Podcast. After hours. (laughs) This is the March 8th game against Vancouver. Uh, You know, as we just kind of alluded to. Very quiet. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, 10 p.m. start. Yeah, this is just brutal. Like, so honestly, and like we don't go to bed early. No, I mean like we go to bed at like well, no, probably early for the for the for the average person. Yeah, for the average person. We go to bed like age. yeah, we go to bed like ten thirty, eleven o'clock. Usually yeah. like actually more like eleven. Yeah, well, yeah, it depends on the time, but it, overall, it's, it's we're not going to bed at nine. Is exactly, but eleven is like when I'm usually in bed, and that's like the end of the first period. What, what time is it now? Eleven ish. Yeah, yeah, it's eleven o three. Yeah, it's like we have we have two more periods. Yeah, plus intervisions and everything. Yeah. Um, so. Well, look, after the first period... If they go to OT, I'll kill myself. <laughs> Although it doesn't look like they will. No, exactly. Looking they, good. they look strong. I mean, we have a, another power play goal from Petrie, assists from Tatar and Kotkaniemi. Um, right off the bat, I think we've said it a few times, both on the podcast and off, that's just the better power play line. Much Not better. even just in terms of production, but they just look crisper in terms of their passing their positioning it's it's less of a static power yeah, it's a play lot faster yeah the puck's move, moving yeah. more and the, the guys are moving um you know i i really like that first period i found like everyone looked like they're they're sharp and like specifically to you know zoom in on what um has been the issue in february you know our breakout passes out of our zone look really good yeah, tonight we're on the puck hard too yeah again you know uh obviously vancouver's a little short-staffed but uh, you know happens right you like, can't we are short you can't lean on one player to win the whole game yeah too. exactly so you um, know, yeah so they're they're uh they're for checking hard but you know we seem to be getting it out of our zone and and price looks you know very square at the puck yeah he's he looks good. like he's gonna have another game over 960 which would be yeah. great i noticed a few uh romanov errors in, yeah. the, in the corners uh but nothing catastrophic yeah. just a few turnovers there but um yeah, what do you yeah. think? Um, the, the main thing for me that shows the Habs are kind of mentally there today is that we, we killed a five on three. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's also... They, like That I was wanna, not goalie interference. Well, that's, that's what I want to talk about. The first one, Perry getting called for tripping. Like, it is what it is. I thought they were going to let it go because the guy skated into Perry. You know, it was that. But the big call for me that I had a problem with was Byron's goalie interference because when you're watching the replay... Quinn Hughes is like guiding him into the goalie and just leaves him at the last second with nowhere else to go. Yeah. Even the announcer said as much as like I don't like Craig Button, Craig Button even was talking about how that's not even, you know, very I guess accommodating for the forwards because like literally Quinn Hughes has hands on Byron's back. Like there's nowhere yeah. for him to go and he has the puck at the t- at the moment. Like he's tr- he's trying to drive to the yeah. net and if you just at the last second push the guy into your own goalie you can't he also call he also only had like maybe half an inch of his skate in the crease. Yeah, I I think it was more just the contact. Well, no, no, for like, sure. But I'm just saying but, like it wasn't like uh, no, you know, Demko was avoiding. Yeah, him or exactly. But you know, um, it is what it is. I mean, we killed it, so it was okay. Yeah. But, um, but how often are you know? It's I think that's one because like you said, they're short staff. They were missing Pedersen, and that wasn't going against the Edmonton or the Toronto power play that was going against Vancouver. So yeah, we got away with it. But it is something that needs to be addressed. Um, other than that, like one nothing at the end of the first, I don't have looks much. Looks good. To it looks like about. you know. It looks like it shouldn't be one nothing. It looks like you know, two. You know, Toffoli you... looks like he could get one tonight again. Yeah. He yeah. Like, he's got a few chances that have just hopped over his stick. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll see how you know Demko looks pretty sharp. Um, mm-hmm. But he's know, been playing still, well recently. Yeah, he has been playing well. It's just like I said, in, you know, in on on Sunday there, like you know we 
we, um, you know, Demko and Holtby have been ho- ha- both having decent seasons. You know what I mean? It's just against us, they've been catastrophic. So we can expect Demko to be a little bit better tonight. Uh, but still, that period, I think we warranted a 2-0. Um, you know, yeah, we had a, we'd a, a few chances there that, you know, Demko just really locked it down. But I yeah. think, like, we're going to be rewarded, uh, hopefully in a second, but if not, at the end of the game. Yeah, and I also feel just like, for, for everyone listening, the, this tonight's might be a little bit shorter just because like the i'm having trouble even well, yeah. forming i also don't want to start point. slurring like that's that exactly area. it so um you know we'll, we'll jump back in after the second period but uh if there's anything else before we go back no let's catch the second and we'll uh see you guys in the second intermission okay so that was a very boring period. Yeah, it kind of <laughs> looked like... Uh, nothing happened. Yeah, it looked like the last five minutes of the first. Yeah, it just but... very back and forth. couple chances here and there, but nothing... You know, like, the goalies are both locked in. Um, I I don't think we can let this game stay at one nothing because then we're back to our old ways of just relying on Carey Price, and then everyone turns their back on Carey Price. Yeah, I think, you know, this is kind of our game to lose. Like, even though, like, both teams look... You know, like it is a back and forth game. Like uh, the chances we're having are are much more substantial than yeah. than Vancouver's. Um, you know, like I was telling you about midway through the period. You know, this is one of those games where, like, you know, if something goes wrong and we can't score, it'll be a huge piss off. Well, you know yeah. I mean, like if Demko just stands on his head, kind of like Murray did in Ottawa. Yeah. You know, it's gonna be super frustrating. Yeah. And um. You know, I just I think we gotta just keep getting pucks on net, and something's gotta go through because like we're really producing. Yeah, from... and there, we I find the one thing I'm noticing the most is our possession. Like our possession time is through the roof this mm. game. I I'm curious to see at the end of the game what the actual split is, but like there have been like stretches of two three minutes where like we're just cycling five on five. Yeah. But honestly, like we're really quick through the neutral zone this game. We're, yeah, we're. I like the centermen across the board. Everyone's playing well. Suzuki's playing well. I'm really, really noticing Kotkaniemi tonight. Yeah. But um, Deno and Evans are both playing very well too. I just like again, it's one nothing, and like I'm really not liking going into the third with a one goal lead, yeah. just because like I just don't like that in general because we have a bad habit of turtle shelling, and you know that that just doesn't lead to you know producing goals obviously yeah and it's also it's you know if they score and like it's tied for at like any point in this game like it's just not indicative of the game and that's mm-hmm. what the games that i find the most frustrating you know yeah. it's like it's you know we're we're really killing them in possession where we have much more like dangerous chances yeah but you know a one goal lead they could just have some fluke happen yeah you can get a, a lucky bounce and, and no one tied. cares about the possession exactly so yeah let's go catch the third and uh, we'll catch you guys after the game Oh boy. Okay. Um. Couple things here. Okay. So now we have not won a single overtime game. No. Okay. I mean, that's before we start with the first. Yeah. But have we won a shootout either? No. Nothing. No. Nothing. We've eh? not, nothing. So we just keep collecting those half points, like their handouts. Yeah. But it, it's just What's like the point we're talking it? about a Pedersenless Vancouver. Yeah. Okay. Like we need to th- these overtime lines. Okay. Like. Are we the only ones noticing this? No, I and I think halfway through the overtime, Dom Ducharme realized you don't need a defenseman on the ice when he saw Miller, Besser, and uh, who else was out there? And Horvat, I think. Miller, Besser, and Horvat. Yeah, yeah that makes came sense. out and he then switched Petrie, and all of a sudden I saw, um, I think it was Suzuki, Druin, and I, I forget who it was now at this point. It might have been Toffoli out there or Anderson, but like I noticed we had three forwards, and I was like, oh. 
this is like finally yeah. happening for one shift and then we went back okay. to having what Petri. i'm what i'm gonna you know it's it's one in the goddamn morning right now okay <laughs> and what i have to watch in overtime okay is a we were laughing at one point okay well, yeah, there was cycling we were cycling times. the puck to the point where it was literally we go from the ringette line okay to center ice to a fucking russian doll it back our drop our famous drop pass that kirk muller showed us okay we bring it back to our ringette line we're like then then at that point you're like okay they're just changing up the lines whatever yeah. okay then anderson comes off taking gallagher off okay anderson come uh, anderson comes on taking gallagher off i mean okay start cycling again i'm like okay is everyone changed it's a minute in yeah okay like we're a minute into cycling this puck can everyone just get off the ice so we can I get know. this change but then you notice everyone is changed yeah Somehow the guy with the puck changed. We just keep cycling it and looking for a perfect chance yeah, at the well, right the side. I, the one that got me was when Suzuki started to break in and then stopped and turned back. I understand you're trying to keep possession of the puck, but you, you like you need to attack. I know, but like you see, can't just this stand is, there. This is this is do the it thing, once okay? when you don't like what you see. What don't we've do been it doing five times. What we've been doing and what we've been raging on about is that we've been playing too defensively in overtime, yeah. okay? So that started with the, you know, Deno, Armia, Deno, Byron, whatever, mm -hmm. okay? So then what I don't like is what Ducharme does, and he does, oh, you know what? I'm going to put offensive guys up there, but he still plays defensively. Well, that's, that's what We're I was going to say. Is the I, I think the best word for it is conservative hockey. Yeah, it's conservative. So, like, you can't, you can't just make, you know, either mark bergevin happy or the fans happy by putting out offensive players and then still playing defensively yeah because the problem is is that when we're looking for that perfect chance we're not that team that makes the perfect chances okay yeah. we're not passing stamkos to kucherov to point okay yeah. like it's not happening no okay like it's, it's evidence to byron too yeah leave that for those teams leave that for the dreisaitl mcdavid nurse line yeah okay we're not doing that no exactly okay? like we're not doing that and like for us to think that we'll just have this perfect op, just cycle the puck around because we're so good at cycling. Yeah. Let's cycle it around till Anderson gets the perfect seam up the right. It's like, it's not going to no, happen. No, it's not going to happen. And then also... The then look, problem... we got it in the corner, okay? Because we lost it coming in. Oh, well, yeah. Anderson and then got, got the turnover from Suter. And then the, the big issue I have with it too is that like... You're first of all, you're you're letting their defense get rested and get set up when they're like if you're if you're a guy on well, they change like three times they exactly and two like you're you're just wasting your own time and then when you do have the turnover your guys have been skiing in circles they've had three changes it's fresh legs for the Vancouver Canuck coming the other way mm -hmm. now no one scored in overtime Carey Price made an absolutely like unbelievable save which yeah. just goes out like that that's the perfect image of this game is Carey Price bailing us out yeah he was a 966 again that's three but games in a row over the last thing I'll say with the cycling okay was you know you obviously cycle the puck when you need a change okay they did that yeah okay but then what ends up happening is you cycle the puck until they need a change then you take up off well, that, the left that's or right. It. That's what I'm okay? saying. In, in our case, where we were on the ice, it's the left. Mm -hmm. Okay. But what ended up happening is we'd we'd rush and doll it and pass it back so far that we'd bring it back to our ringette line so that Vancouver can change and still get back into position and we don't have time to bring it up the ice. Well, no, yeah, you that's cycle it. it in the neutral zone. Yeah. You 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 don't you don't you, obviously three on three you don't stay in there you can't stay in their zone all the time because you can't pass at the point all the time so they yeah. go out of the zone and kind of. They treat you know, the red line. Like they a treat blue the red line. line like the blue line. Yeah, but we're treating we're treating the ringette line like the blue. Yeah, line. well that that's it. We're restarting from scratch. We're not resetting from like a small position. So we're at our ringette. Did line. we get a shot in overtime? 
We had the puck most of the I seriously time. doubt it. I mean, I think one maybe from Anderson, like a floopy one right at the end. But it's just, it's pathetic. Well, like, that's, it's that's the thing. Pathetic. And then it's, it, it's, it's pure coaching. Like, it's, it's well, yeah, nothing, that has to, do nothing to do with them. Because if you gave Jonathan Drew free range, would he do that style? No. He'd take off right away. He'd attack. And then he drew Anderson too. Get you think Gallagher would play a cycle game in the neutral zone? No. I don't then and the part that really got me was the fact that like yeah look Price made that amazing save against Besser and it's like that's the whole game it's like oh it's okay because Carey Price will make a like possibly save of the year save every time we go to the shootout and like at the very least the silver lining is that I didn't see Corey Perry as the first shooter today yeah. it was it went uh, Suzuki was second who was first uh, I literally can't even remember to fully no no it wasn't to fully but. It was Druin. It was Druin. Druin, yeah. It went Druin, Suzuki, and then we didn't have our yeah, third Druin shooter. Druin missed the puck. Oh, no, we did have our third shooter. We had... Yeah, uh, with Tatar. With Tatar, right. Yeah. Which I'm going to get into that yeah, in a yeah. second, because like as much as I like him, there's something I have to say about that. But so but Druin, 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 Druin the misses puck. the puck. Druin okay? misses like, you can't the... miss the puck. No. Okay? Like, I'm sorry, I know it happens, Yeah. Okay, but like this guy is the least clutch player like in the NHL. This guy, I don't understand why he... Like, I don't want to rip into him too hard here, okay? But this guy has never bailed us out. No, he's had one overtime goal that I remember. And that's he, it. he just, I don't know what it is, but it just drives me nuts. So, like, you know, that is what it is. But let's just get to the Tatar thing. Yeah, is well, the Suzuki one, I wanted to say, like, he's the only one who actually made, like, a nice, like, smart deke on a goalie. And it would just have to be, like, a nice save by Demko. He made yeah. that backhand move. Most of the time, that's going in. I'd say that has like a more often than not goal. That was mm-hmm. just a good pad save. Yeah. Now, the Tatar goal. So, you've had Vancouver miss, then we miss, then Vancouver miss, then we miss, then Vancouver scores. And, like, look how Horvat scored. He came in and he just took a very hard blocker yeah. wrist shot. If this is a do or die shot. So, now Tatar. you're exactly. And Tatar comes in and goes through the. First of all, he comes in as though, like, like one of his blades was missing on his skate. That was a very slow approach. Yeah. And then he goes through the legs. because he missed his legs. Well, yeah. There you go. But that's that's the thing is, like, he goes through the legs for this. Here, look, I understand getting it, like, creative in the shootout and everything. But one, like, not if you're going to... Not when gonna, it's do or die. Not anyway. when it's do or die. And especially, like, if you are going to try something, let's say, like, a little more on the risky slash creative side, like, you need to come in with speed. Like, yeah. There's certain moves that don't work if you go too slow. Like, you know, like, I'm thinking of, like, the Peter Forsberg, like, one hand, like, tap in. If you do that slowly... Yeah, I know. That's not good. If you go across and, like, pull it with one hand... Or, like, think of, like, the Datsuk goal where he, like, drags it with his back hand. Imagine you do that, but, like, slow. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. It just doesn't work. It's just... It's... it's, That was a stupid decision on his part. Yeah, and he clearly made it beforehand because that wasn't, like, a, like, oh, I'm trying to score move. Yeah, and it's, you know... it can, you know, like, it can work, and, like, we're not saying it doesn't, and, like, you know, Tatar's a talented guy, but it's more, you know, I'm not doubting his ability. What we're doubting is the the decision-making yeah. of, like, is this the time and place for this? Like, yeah, exactly. You know, they, yeah, and, like, what do you want to say? Like, Carey Price let in one goal. I mean, like, yeah. it's going to happen. He let in one goal with 40 seconds left, and it was, like, I mean, like, a most... shootout goal. Like, you oh, know, like you shootout. can't just yeah, he let in the, perfect... uh, Yeah, exactly. Like, I didn't even think... I thought you meant in the game. But, like, realistically... <laughs> Out of those three shooters, we did not get a single shot. Yeah. Okay? Suzuki's was like a mediocre attempt, not, like nothing great, like a you know decent average shot. Okay, it was, he came in a little weird. Like he, he like, yeah, I he didn't. Went, I don't like when they go out wide. Okay, like it just I don't know. It, it takes wasn't away a great so decision. many angles. Yeah, it just wasn't a great decision. Druin misses the puck. Okay, so just one and there. Tatar just went waste. through the legs. And Tatar, Tatar hit the net, but you know just not a great effort. Yeah. So, so like, 
that's another thing. And look, I here's here's the part where let's say we're playing devil's advocate. Maybe Tatar went in into practice, and let's say they do like let's say the handful of guys who do get shootout reps do it at practice, and let's say Tatar went eight for ten between the legs. There's that confidence there and everything. Fine. But like, do it if you're first shooter. Do, do it if you're the first shooter, and also like, I guarantee you, if Tatar was putting in between the legs shots, you know, at a rate of like eighty percent success rate, we'd see it on their stupid fucking Instagram. Yeah, exactly. It's always on there, and like, I like, I promise you, because he's got unbelievable hands. We've seen some breakaway goals from Thomas Tatar across his like career that are our top, top, top notch goals. But like, just go in and shoot. Just take a wrist shot. Like, there's. These guys are shooting like wrist shots in the like probably mid eighties to like low ninety kilometer per hour. Yeah. If I'm ten feet away from you and I just whip this thing like blocker side, yeah, it's, exactly it's, it's like just, Horvat did. Yeah. No one's stopping that. Yeah, it's just well, clearly some do. I mean, like if that's the case, they would just all go. No, what I'm saying, like that's in you know what I mean. Like it's not that it's like an impossible shot. It's but I'm harder saying, to like, stop. It's yeah. a lot harder. But you have to kind of hope it hits you. It's just, it, and it's just, it's it's frustrating because it's so out of his character. Like, yeah. It's just such, not a Thomas Tatar move. Now, next time, okay, no Druin, put into Foley. Yeah. Okay. Tafoli will shoot and he'll shoot very accurately. He won't miss the puck. Yep. Okay. Um, Suzuki, like, yeah, it's a decent call, but, you know, like, I'd, I'd maybe try Anderson on that. Like, he's going to come in very fast, and he's got a good shot. And then, you know, third, I probably would have still gone with Thomas Tatar. It was just a bad decision on his part, you know? And then, like, you know, that's the thing. is like, we have so many shooters. Well, you know, I mean, it's just, I don't guys, know. like, someone even, like, caught Kniemi. I'd have him, I'd just be like, go in and take a hard wrist shot. Yeah. Armia, go in, take a hard wrist shot. I don't want to see anyone going to the backhand, like... The, the only reason the backhand works is when you come in with speed. That's why yeah. guys like McDavid burn people on the backhand. Because by the time the goalie sets up, he's on the other side yeah. of the net. And the other thing is, too, is, like, we have to stop giving Jonathan Druin, like, the benefit of the doubt yeah. because he has good hands. Like, I agree, Jonathan Druin has the best hands on the team. Yeah. Okay? Probably. But that doesn't make him a good shootout. No. Like, it doesn't it make doesn't. it at all. I mean, like, Paul Byron has, like, one of the highest... Uh, um, shootout percentages on our team. Yeah, I wouldn't say Paul Byron is like a you know silky hands. I mean, like no. he's not he doesn't have concrete mitts, but like he's not a you know he's not Connor McDavid. No, so it, it's not always related to just how well the guy stick handles. Okay? No, hundred like, percent. It's a mix of stick handling, skating, and shooting. Surprisingly, yeah. So it's <laughs> you know, and it, it's also a bit of a clutch factor. Like everyone's yeah. looking at you, and Jonathan Drew isn't clutch. No, just the same reason Max Domi sucked in shootout. Yep. Okay, so and Max Domi had good hands, good speed. He had a good shot. Like Anderson's it. clutch, Toffoli's clutch, Gallagher's clutch, Tatar's clutch, well, like, here's, Suzuki's here's clutch. Here's the thing. Look at like like I'll use Sidney Crosby as an example, just because I know like. Sidney Crosby is someone who has, like, mastered the basics of hockey to a point where it's it's just not even funny. If you watch his shootout goals, he does two things. Like, literally two. He has his backhand fake that he did to, like, Jose Theodore that, yeah. like, the rocked bottle, the yeah, bell the center. Bottle, the bottle <laughs> yeah. hit the ceiling. Basically. Which was, like, that. That's, a fan, that's his, like, fancy play. But do you know what he does most of the time? He just, he comes in, and as hard as he can, he shoots it five hole. Mm-hmm. That, like... That is just why he's the best. Because, like, sometimes he'll literally, like, hit the five hole so hard that it'll make contact with the goalie's stick and it's still going in. Because he doesn't need anything fancy. He just comes in and just rips it along the ice. Like, anyone who's ever put on goalie pads, especially, like, not just street hockey, but, like, ice hockey, knows how hard it is when that thing's just, like, sliding along the ice or, like, an inch 
off the ground, how hard that is to stop. Now imagine if it's Sidney Crosby who could like hit a fly yeah. out of the air. Yeah, it, it's just, it's frustrating because like you know I'm, I'm I'm digging into all these shooters, but the 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 fact of the matter is is we shouldn't even have been there. No, you know I mean we like should, it, we should. That's the that's exactly. It should have been over max in OT. Yeah. But the problem is is that we play this conservative bullshit game yeah, which we saw coming in the second period yeah i knew it was as soon as we hit ot i knew it was over yeah. like honestly i knew it was over which i'm sure the players feel that way too which is why we keep sucking in ot i just like i don't know how many losses it's gonna take and we even just talked about this on sunday yeah like about the ot problem yeah and like it, it's just i don't know how many losses in ot it's gonna take for them to just change the strategy it's like yeah you changed the lines about halfway through those strategy but the strategy is the same yeah it should be like attack full on i would be a lot less upset if we get a like a three on two that ends up like getting burned and we get someone on a breakaway who scores in overtime like at least they were trying to score and like you know there are shootout teams that are teams that are better in shootout yeah but like not really i mean like shootout there's a lot of luck to it Mm -hmm. i mean like it just you know it's it's three shots you know, like, yeah, one snuck past Carey Price. I mean, like, yeah. it's going to happen. Think about how I mean, rock solid he was yeah. and how dirty we did him. So it's like we can't let it get to there. And, like, we also can't play that conservative game in OT because we can't fall back on shootout because, like, we clearly aren't very good at it. Yeah. You know, we've had how many shootout losses? I think this is our second or third shootout loss I this year. I think so, yeah. So it's like, uh, you know, I, and I think we have, like, two shootout goals or something. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's it's not good. And, like, the the lack of changing the strategy even after a complete purge of the coaching staff is like honestly it's 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 mind-boggling yeah I it's don't know mind-boggling what. and like if if it's because dom ducharme is like afraid to take a risk then you're not a head coach yeah like you have to make the coaching decision like yeah, don't just why don't you just, got the job don't just ride claude julian's coattails because he's out yeah <laughs> i mean like he's fired he wants you to make new decisions. Yeah. But like, if you're so, if you're not confident in your decisions to the point where you just keep making Claude Julian's decisions, like that's not what we need. I I have this sneaking suspicion. Look at Burroughs. Burroughs. Yeah. Burroughs saw Kirk Muller. Yeah, saw Kirk Muller's play. First time Burroughs is coaching at this level, and he's like, you know what? I'm confident enough in my ability. I'm gonna change everything. Yeah. Everything changed, and it's successful. Well, there you go. So and Ducharme's got to. I do I the have same a thing. sneaking suspicion. That um, we might see a Bob Gainey situation with Mark Bergevin, at least for a year. I would not be surprised if he doesn't go with Dom Ducharme. I would not be surprised if he gives himself I'd, the head I'd coaching. love to see him coach. I'd, I'd be really, because you know what it is too? It's it's He's got a vision for this team, clearly. Because he's he's kept his job long enough and he's made enough big moves that I, I really do think. And enough moves like against the grain. Yeah. That I think he's got a specific vision, and I I can guarantee you, he if he doesn't go with Ducharme would maybe give himself the job. I'd support it. I, mean, I would I'd, be I'd in favor of it. it. I, I believe you need to have one vision. Yeah, which and I think I, was the biggest issue with Claude Julien. It wasn't a uh, coaching issue in the sense of like Claude Julien doesn't understand hockey. No, Claude Julien is like he's, a he's, very decorated yeah, coach. That's it's what just I mean. he it's the wrong team for what exactly. he wants to and do. I, and, and I think he has a different vision of it. I think Claude Julien's approach to it was very much like, let them come to you. And it's like, Mark Bergevin wants to be the team that, like, gets on teams yeah, fast. Yeah, and, and the thing is, is why, you know, I think he'll, he'd will he be a great head coach is, you know, his emphasis on attitude, okay, that's huge. Yeah. Like, the guy's so focused on attitude and behavior of a team, which is, you know, that's a head coach decision and a head coach uh, uh, mentality. And if he keeps everyone's, the best way for him to monitor everyone's behavior and attitude and, 
you know, willingness to forecheck and play and come back and play defense, like it's on the bench. Yeah. You know, and like I, I'd love to see him behind the bench. And, um, you know, I'm not throwing Ducharme under the bus, but I sort of am. Like if you can't make these coaching decisions, like you can't coach the team. Because like, also... the problem is, is like he's also not playing with a bunch of duds. Like we have a very good team on paper. Well, that, that's it. And I, I, the reason I also lean towards it is because I think the long-term plan was Joel Burchard. I think he was given the head because the way I look at it is like, do you give like your guy who you're let's say grooming to be after Claude Julian? Do you let him be the assistant coach with Claude Julian to learn from him, or do you give him head coaching responsibilities with the guys who are coming up through the system? It's kind of the same way you treat a prospect, right? It's like, do you play your like your let's say Kotkaniemi, like or that's a bad example because we made a different decision. But when you draft a like a, a young guy. Do you want to give him, you know, for, or paling, perfect example. Do you want him playing top six minutes in Laval or bottom six minutes in Montreal? Yeah. It's like you want him to get used to it because that's what you're hoping for. Him, yeah, you, you, know? also, you also want him to develop his own uh, strategy. Exactly. Like, you know, he's not going to develop his own strategy watching Claude Julien make all the decisions. He's exactly. going to make his own strategy by going in the AHL, seeing what works for him. And then learning from his mistakes, he's not going to do it by, you know, just observing a great head coach and yeah. basically trying to be Claude Julien light. Exactly. And, I, and I'm trying not to go too hard on Ducharme because I, I do like him and I think he brings a lot to the and table. And he's, cha- he's changed a lot th- yeah. for the good, for the better. But it's the problem the is, though, is I can, tell, I can tell it's a, it's a um, confidence thing. Yeah. And it bugs me because, like, you need to be confident as a head coach and yeah. make these decisions because the more you hesitate, the longer this, this streak goes on. And we're talking about a season that isn't very long. So, like, we can't keep a streak like this going because, yeah. like, you know, one game is like one and a half. Well, that's exactly it. And it's like, well, that, that's basically it. You nailed on the head. So, I mean, for me, like, uh, you know, I'm interested to see what we do with the coaching going forward next year already because this year we know Bergevin's not shaking it up again. That would be, no. first of all, be a suicide career. But uh, suicide career, career suicide, <laughs> that's the time speaking. Yeah. But um, the other thing, too, is just I, I don't think the, the like team could handle another shakeup like that, another reset. Yeah. I think it's just next year. And so it'd be interesting to see who ends up with the head coaching position. Now, yeah. we might turn it around like completely, and we might go on a massive winning streak. And that just kind of wipes everything a little bit, and he gives Ducharme the job. Well, we will, we will if he if he makes decisions. Yeah. And that's the thing. And like tonight, for example, you know, it wasn't a loss like we saw in February. It wasn't yes. like our breakout was just horrendous. You know, uh, our D couldn't get it out of the zone. We weren't producing offensively, although we weren't producing offensively. But mm-hmm. we kind of just ran into a very hot goalie. Thatcher Demko played incredible. Yeah. The problem was is we made it to overtime, and a our coach like was unwilling to make to, to change the strategy yeah, and like that's, the bet a little. you know so that was a coaching loss like i i yeah. thoroughly believe that tonight like the coaches lost us the game yep and like it's tough to see that because uh you know i hope they can like look introspectively and, and see that too because you know the guys were playing well tonight and and the last thing i'll say is like i i hate it when we score seven goals okay because it honestly like I'm sure it's a trend in other teams too because it's just it's just like central limit theorem at this point but like you know when you score that much and you rack everyone's points up like that the next game we see it with Carey Price too when he has a high save percentage next game's just going right down yeah which is why I'm worried on this three games that are over 960 yeah and like you know it, it's you go seven goals you then you score one it's like you know 
Yeah. Just make it three per game at that yeah. point. Like, we can't win with one goal. No, I mean, exactly. it's like, you know, and if we can't win with one goal against Vancouver, I mean, like, what are we going to do with Toronto and Edmonton and exactly. Calgary and Winnipeg? Vancouver and... are the games that we're like, oh, okay, we at least know, like, we have their number. And then we, and then we leave the North Division for the playoffs, then we're talking, like, Tampa Bay, Boston. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's not a strategy. We need to figure out this consistency and, uh, you know, I understand we're going to run into hot goalies, but, like, we can't score one goal. No, exactly. That's not that, possible. That's it. You need to score. And OT is going to be very important in the playoffs. Okay? Yeah. It's like we got to figure it At out. At the very least, overtime in the playoffs is just more regular Yeah, so take it to, but it's honestly, like, it might be worse if we <laughs> keep this strategy. Because, yeah. like, at least at least shootout's a coin flip. Yeah. Uh, we're never going to win with that strategy. Oh, I can't wait to get rid of shootouts in the NHL. We'll, we'll never win in that, with that no. strategy. Yeah, I don't I don't get the sh- The yeah. whole shootout thing's a whole other podcast. A, I, could, a, yeah. I could rant on about that for hours. It's, it's just the a bad worst call. decision they ever made. Just a that. bad call. Yeah, it'd be like shooting free throws in the NBA to see who wins. Yeah, it's stupid. It's, it's just like, not you know, smart. Some teams just don't have talented shooters. It's yeah. like, but they win other ways. It's yeah. like, you know, uh, it's just unfair. Yeah, anyway, anyway, we'll uh, catch you guys on the uh, next game. It's against Vancouver again, yeah. eleven p.m. All right, so we're recording this at one thirty in the morning. Okay, we might be recording the next one at two thirty in the morning. Yeah. That's just insane to me. No, I, I know. 11 p.m. I don't even want to think about it because it's, it's going to be essentially, I'm going to blink and think it's going to be it. there. The fir- we're I'm not going to bed tonight. We're gonna There's be, no point. We're going to be recording the first intermission at like 12, 15 a.m. I know. I know. I'm already, I, I can't do it. <laughs> That's just incredible. But yeah, anyway, anyway guys. I'm going to uh, go get coffee in the morning. So now. Yeah, try to enjoy your Tuesday. The and, sun uh, is coming up. <laughs> you know, it's going to be interesting to see how the you know the community kind of reacts to this loss because, like, you know, we can't be the only ones who aren't who are frustrated. Again, yeah. email us, guys. We want to hear what you guys think. Um, you know, it, it'd be good to see some different perspectives here. Yeah, messages on Instagram too. We're very active on yeah. there. Um, you know, let us know what you th- thought of this game and and what strategy you'd employ with overtime because clearly something has to change and like, you know. Any guess is, a, is is probably better than what's being done right now. So let's entertain them all, and uh, hopefully we come back Wednesday because like, you know, we can't lose to Vancouver again. <laughs> no, we can't. <laughs> all right, good night, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Habs Puck Drop podcast. You can email us your thoughts, questions, and suggestions through our email at habspuckdrop at gmail or direct message us on Instagram at habspuckdrop. We'll see you next time.